Welcome back to the Zero Weakness Podcast, where we talk about how to be a better lifter, how to be a better coach, and everything in between. Make sure you subscribe and enjoy. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Zero Weakness Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Establishment Coffee. Go to establishmentcoffee.com.au, use the code 025, get 25% off your order and free shipping. We're back with another episode. Hello, hello. everyone. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, DJ. Happy birthday. Thank you. How old are you? 32. Damn. Yeah, my body feels 52. Tres dos. Yeah. On. Mm-mm. What's the plans for celebrating 32 years of gracing this earth? Uh, nothing. <laughs> just uh, just grateful to be here another year. I guess I could uh, count as my grateful. I got dinner with my housemates tonight. and uh, Nice. Yeah, that's about it. What's for dinner? I don't know. Big I'd, feed. Yeah, yeah, I'm not too sure. Are they going out or are they cooking for you? I think they're cooking. Nice. Yeah, yeah. so that'll be good. That'll be good. That's nice. um, well, well you, happy birthday. Thank, thank you for everything you do for all of us, all of Zero, all of us personally. We love you to death and uh, hope you have a great one. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. What have you been up to, CJ? What have I been up to? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I did this weekend. Um, uh, We know what you did. What did I do? You took your fancy car to meet up with another I bunch did of- too. See? <laughs> I fucking guessed it. I did too, yes. I went on a cruise. Went up Springbrook. Yeah. Yes. Went through Springbrook. What did the kids say? I took, it went for a squirt. <laughs> Is that what they say? Isn't that what you say when you go for a drive? CJ. <laughs> Is quick, it? A quick squirt. <laughs> or a blat. Blat. Do you say blat? I've never used that term. Squirt is like when you're on the highway together and then, you know, you do a cheeky little squirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you like drop it. Like, or if you go through a tunnel and you drop it a few gears and make it really loud. So, yeah. But no. <laughs> go for a squirt. Didn't have a squirt together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was actually super fun. Um, yeah. Well, my my neighbor owns a, an 86. So pretty much the same car as me. And he invited me on this cruise and I met with these bunch of randoms and we went through Springbrook and yeah, it was really, really fun. Did they all have 86s and BRZs? No, one other guy did. Another guy had a Skyline, a couple Civics. Um, one guy had a Rexy and another guy with a Golf. And we all met up at Yatla BP. Yeah. And there was like three other cruises that night. I couldn't believe, like, we were just chilling there, and then this literally, like, 686s just drove through, and they're like, yeah, and I was like, oh, are they with us? Like, no, don't know who they are, <laughs> just, a, yeah, a crew just went, and then another one went by of um, all these European cars, I'm like, geez, there's, like, three crew, heaps of crews on tonight. You know where CJ needs to go? He needs to go to Crushish. Mm. Crushish is massive. Boy racer scene in Crushish is huge. I don't know if you can remember it, Thomas, but it's huge. Yeah, people cruise the four avs. I can't remember what the four avs are, but and they're all Japanese import cars. You'd love them. Mm. Nice. Yes, that's what I've been up to. Tom, bro, what have you been up to? Uh, same old, same old. Just working. Had the novice comp on the weekend. Yeah, that's right. We did that. Pumped that out. That was a big day, bigger than what I expected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- how many lifters? We had 39, I think. Yeah. 38, 39, yeah. something like that. And lots of spectators too. It was really good. That yeah. might be the biggest novice comp in a few years. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. the biggest since I've worked here. Yeah, it definitely died down like through COVID and then after mm. COVID. Mm. Um, we've had we've definitely had bigger novice comps before, but it's, it's yeah, they've generally been pretty small the last, last I think couple of years. They were oh, maybe in my early years, but maybe they were before my time as well, mm. the big ones. Yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, it was mm. good. It was such a good day. It was the eighth GC bash. I was going through. I was going through an old computer, like old photos, uh, last night, and seeing like the original GC bash, and it's yeah, it's cool to see how it's evolved and and how far it's come. So cool. Mm. I remember one year uh, we well I made the mistake and I named it the same GC bash again. So I think <laughs> we've had two GC bash fives. <laughs> <laughs> It, it got so confusing through COVID. Like yeah. None of us knew where we were in time. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think it was when I sent you an old post and you're like, wait, is that called the same thing? I was like, oh, yeah, it is too. And we just ran with it. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. That was my first ever comp two years ago. Nice. GC Bash. That was during COVID. Everyone was wearing masks, I remember. That's right. Yeah. And you were about five hours early. Yeah. And then the next one I was late. Useless. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to, Gidge? Um, literally nothing. Relaxing, lots of beach time, loving training. Yeah. L- watching lots of movies. Being a bit lazy lately, actually, but it's I'm good. really loving it. Have a rest. rest. Yeah. Mm, treat yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you, James? Um, not a lot. I've been trying to get back into some lifting. I, n- I need to be a little bit more consistent with it. Um, I'm at once a week at the moment. So I want to try to get that up to two to three times. Uh, what else have I been doing? Once is better than none. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, training jiu-jitsu five to six times a week. That's fun. I signed up for states. How's your neck? Yeah, it's better now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, when states? Uh, ten weeks. Nice. Yeah, so I'm ten weeks out. So that'll be fun. Is there... Do you, do you just train the same all the time and like hone in your skills or is there peaking? Um, you kind of peak for it, but the roles get more intense. So the training gets more intense. Okay. Uh, so you go a bit harder. Yeah, you just go way harder in training. And um, you have longer rounds and you have shorter rest periods. And yeah, it's fun. And they have these competition classes at my gym uh, on a Saturday. So that's like where all the... where it, It's pretty intense. Yeah. So it's actually fun. So I'm a little bit sore, but it's good. So it's like sparring, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, so it's, does it's the, sparring. Does the rate of injury go up higher? as people get closer to the comp because of that or in sparring you kind of recognize okay i could take this to the yeah i think it's um to the next level but i'll stop because it's yeah it's like a, it's like a duty of care thing like they're your training partner so you're trying to look after them but yeah. at the same time you're trying to fucking destroy them yeah so like there's been times where someone's been able to like you know they've been on my back and they've been able to they could essentially just pick me up and slam me down as hard as they can yeah. they'll pick you up and throw you and then they'll gently put you down yeah yeah um so yeah it it is there's that fine line. It's it's a little bit different to um, CJ. You know when you're sparring and boxing, mm. it's so easy to get hurt when you're sparring, like when you're striking. Mm. I don't know if uh, you experienced that a lot when you're younger, but I remember when I trained for my one, my I had one fight as well. I don't know if I said that on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I had one boxing fight, and I remember I got hurt sparring so many times, especially when it's other new people, uh, other people that are new to boxing, because you're all just fucking throwing haymakers and you <laughs> you don't really know what you're doing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's so easy to get angry. Yes. So then you start throwing them a little bit harder and it gets a little bit heated. Um, so jiu-jitsu is a bit more calculated. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you'll feel like a, I hurt someone a couple of weeks ago. I, I popped their arm. I think I told you that. Yeah. 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 And I felt fucking disgusting. I felt horrible. Mm. Uh, it was, it was fully, it was fully an accident, but yeah, it's a little bit different. Like if you hurt someone, they could potentially be out for a year kind of thing. Yeah. So that's your duty of care. But I guess when it comes to competition, you fucking try to rip their, rip their arms off or rip yeah. their fucking hit off their body. We were discussing how we thought you'd be pretty good at it, actually, because you're good yeah. at problem solving and jiu-jitsu is all about problem solving. Would you give it a crack? And you'd be much stronger than everybody else. I was telling <laughs> I was telling Meg this morning that I've I've gotten pretty close over the years to, to going to a, a club because I've always lived, like at the moment, I live on the same road as one and I could walk there. Mm. And previous to that, I think it's called Southside. Yep. Um. At, at, it was inside World Gym Southside. Uh, I live like a three-minute drive from there. Yeah, well. Uh, so I thought of, I've thought about it, but I, yeah, I don't know. We were, we were talking about this the other day. I care too much about lifting because I I'm just like anything like that. It's w- why I slowly stopped riding bikes. Like mm-hmm. the risk of getting hurt doing this and then impacting what I mm-hmm. want to do in the gym. Yeah. Like I just care more about the gym, and yeah. I know I can do both, or I could do both. I just don't want to. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. But we were saying this the other day because, yeah, you are very good at problem solving. You'd, you're quite mobile and you're, you'd are you be a million times stronger than anybody that does it. <laughs> I, I'm like you as well. Like I couldn't go into it and just play around. I'd yeah, have yeah, to yeah. go 120%. So I'd have to stop lifting. Like I, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd have to get too obsessed. I want to see Tom Bro on the mats. That's what I want to see. Imagine Thomas not lifting. I don't think that's going to happen either of those things for a little while. Um, it's not just James's birthday today either. Zero Brisbane turns one today. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you got a shared birthday. Uh, so happy birthday to them. That's How amazing. Yeah. Happy birthday, Zero Brisbane. It's gone fast. Yeah. It's gone really fast. It's weird. It's gone fast, but at the same time, 
I can't really remember Zero Brisbane not being open. Mm. You know, it doesn't, even mm. though it is new. Yeah, it's only been a year. Yeah, it kind yeah. of feels like it's just been part of the family for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think that's just because, like, Jamie and Lisa have been part of the family. Denzel's been part of the family. Daniel's been, like, everyone's been around for ages. Mm. It's just like the physical space is only a year old. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems like they're super busy as well. Yeah, yeah. They've got more members than us. Yeah, wow. I was going to yeah. say, for a gym that's only been around a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's just such a central location. Like, the yeah. density of people in, in the general area and, like, the level above uh, other similar gyms around it is – it's hard to beat, you know. Yeah. Um, and Jamie and Lisa are just great managers. Like, I mean, you all are. Uh, but they, they, like, mirror just what you guys do down here. They just nurture the people, look after the people, and um, it's just like walking into here, so – does Jamie ever leave that place? I've never not seen him there besides <laughs> when he's here. When he's here, yeah. Yeah. Like there's videos of him rock climbing and I'm like, when is, is there is somewhere in the back room of Brisbane a rock climbing <laughs> wall? Because I've never not seen you there. At like two o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that man doesn't sleep. They, they give a lot, both of them. So thank you, Jamie, Lisa. Thank you to everyone at, at Zero Brisbane. Zero all over the place for, for making that place happen. Happy birthday. Happy Good. birthday. Uh, CJ, what are you grateful for, brother? Oh my gosh, I'm so unprepared. You know we do these every week. I know. Yeah, I didn't think about mine either. Flip. What am I grateful for? <laughs> <sighs> Can we come back, Subaru? <laughs> I'm grateful for Subaru. Subaru. I'm, I'm taking the easy way out. I'm grateful for Zero Brisbane. Nice. Have, happy one year. I'm grateful for everyone that's that's made that place possible. So. Nice. Bridget, what are you grateful for? Um, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an easy one too. Look at Pooh's arm. He's just so <laughs> chill. He's so chill. There's chicken winging. Yeah, Poots and Buddy, we, we always talk about it. They're just the two most chill dogs you could possibly ask for. You don't have to worry about them. You don't have to watch them all the time. So well behaved. Yeah, I'm grateful for dogs. Um, I'm grateful for... Another year of uh, good health. Uh, yeah, 32 years old now. Getting older, getting on, but I still feel young. Mm. Kind of, not really. But yeah, that's what I'm grateful for. Because you are still young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <bridge. laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say that. I was leaving myself open there. <laughs> you, know what? you know, I said to Bridget the other day as a joke, I said to her, oh, you're almost a 70s baby. You know, I thought it was fucking funny in my head. And she goes, oh... I am not. I was like, oh, gosh, you got offended. <laughs> means you're getting old, eh, when you get offended at old jokes. <laughs> Genuinely getting old. Oh, my I gosh. I turned 34 in a month. That's wild. That's old. <laughs> I opened the gym when I was 23. Yeah, that's crazy. I still feel like I should be that young. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're the young pup here, CJ. <sighs> Yeah, I'm gra- grateful for youth. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess it's all perspective because I don't feel it. Like mm. when, when I see people, oh, what was it? I think you don't feel young because you sleep three hours a night. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> oh, someone I can't remember, but it, it brought up a memory of something that happened when I was twenty three as well. And to think, like, flip, that was a long time ago. What, like four years ago? <laughs> no. A bit longer. <laughs> oh, yes, it was you? a lot. Cause that's right. My cousin was asking me that when was the last time I was in the Philippines. Yeah. And I think it was two years before COVID, so 2018. Yeah. And to think, oh, that was just five years ago. It's not too long. You and never then, feel young like, at the time, though. No. How old are like, you, Bridget? I'm 36. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> just to clarify, <laughs> when we make fun of Bridget being old, she's not, she's even, not that, even that old. Not old. <laughs> she's not at all. She's just the tiniest bit older than us. <laughs> How's this? I got invited to go to paintball on Sunday. Nice. Uh, someone from I train train with. It's his birthday. I was like, "Oh, cool. How old are you?" He goes, "19." Oh. I was like, "Do you know how old I am?" <laughs> and I told him he couldn't believe it. Yeah, that's hard. When yeah, people in the gym are like teenagers and they look like grown men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you could think you're peers with. <laughs> like, oh wow! But you look like you're about 25. Yeah, especially with that haircut now. No, yeah. I feel like a spring chicken. <laughs> Shout out CJ. Um, I was telling I was telling Pete downstairs. You know how I just said before we were looking at old photos on that on that computer. We're looking at um, 
You know how the PTC Gold Coast Facebook page got shut down by what's his name back in the day? Like all the Facebooks of PTCs got shut down because that guy was cl- trying to close. Oh the yeah, yeah. So he reported our Facebook pages because they were people, not pages. It was when Facebook was going through that. Anyway, um, you could download all the data, so I downloaded it. It's just on this old old laptop that I have, and so I was going through all old photos, and there was all old states photos, like 2014, 15. Uh, and we were going through, and Meg would be like, oh, my God, that looks like Lloyd. I'm like, that is Lloyd. <laughs> she'd be like, oh, that guy looks exactly like Adam Lamb. I'm like, that is Adam Lamb. <laughs> and then she's like, that's Pete. Because Pete looks exactly the same. Just really? as jacked as well. <laughs> just, just as jacked. I shouldn't say just as strong. He was strong back then. He's still a stronger now. Uh, but, like, in the face, n- no difference. He's a spring chicken. <laughs> And he's a little bit older than me too. And you still haven't said what you're grateful for. Um, I'll, I'll hop on the back of J- James's thing. Good health. It's good to be lifting again and not be in pain. Um, and my lifting is feeling really good. So I'm really stoked for, yeah, good programming, physiotherapy and yeah, good health. You know, Zero Pro doesn't have a novice division, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I have to hang up the. Someone said that the other day. The, They're like, the belt. Is, C- "Is CJ competing on Sunday?" I'm like, "No, no, no! You can't be squatting near 300." <laughs> and I, and, and a still novice. be a novice. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's past that point. <laughs> yeah, but um, all right. Have you guys got some quotes? Yeah, my quote today is inspired by Alex Evans. He's been po- <laughs> he's been posting uh, one of my favorite ever shows. Um, okay. The quote is, as their name implies, saltwater crocs are found in salt water, but they're also found in fresh water, which is not what their name implies, which just goes to show they're not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> it's Russell Coit. Oh. <laughs> All Aussie Adventures. He oh. went I missed that show. He went on a string the other day posting heaps of quotes from All Aussie Adventures. So, so good. good. <laughs> Bridget, what's your quote? You either get busy living or you get busy dying. Nice. Yeah. It's very, nice. On, uh, very on brand. <laughs> Did you ever watch the – so Russell Coit is based kind of a little bit off the Crocodile crocodile Hunter, but more off the other dude. Did you ever watch um, the other dude? Um, Hang on. What's his name? I can't remember. Troy Dan. Troy. Is it Troy Dan? He was always taking his shirt off all the time. Nah. Or Bush Tucker Man. Oh, yeah, maybe Troy Dan actually. I don't know. I've never heard of Troy Dan. Oh, who's the old guy? He died like maybe 10 years ago. Is it the Bush Tucker Man? Outback show. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know what to call it. How to search for this dude. Oh. Type in Bush Tucker Man and see what comes up. Because okay. that's not Troy Dan, that's a different guy. All right, what's your, while I try and find this, uh, James, what's your quote? CJ, what's your quote? <laughs> um, not, uh, not Bush Tucker Man. Uh, Adversity causes some men to break and causes some men to break records. Brian Shaw. <laughs> nice. nice. Brian, he nearly lost his leg. He yeah. had like a really bad... He only posted this video like last week uh, about this full thing he went through. He had a really bad leg infection on his calf. What, it, just recently? Yeah. And he was like in the prep for World's Strongest Man this year. Um, he had this really bad infection on his calf and he just tried to treat it at home with antibiotics and it nearly cost him his leg. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Wild! How terrifying! Yeah, um, we didn't hear anything about it until he made he just made the full video on like his journey through that. Yeah, like, yeah. James, what's your quote? Uh, FOMO creates suffering. Yet those who suffer have FOMO. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You've know. said the same thing twice. <laughs> I just went on Google and it came up. I was like, yeah, I'll run with that. Yeah, nah, sorry guys. No. <laughs> Tom bro? I already said mine. Oh, that's right. My bad, my bad. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to look later. I can't find it. Um, before we rip into some topics, uh, have you guys been watching anything lately or listening to anything you want to share with us? I listened to uh, one that I've already listened to, a, a podcast with Brian Cox after... After Bridget was talking about Brian, Brian Cox the other day. We were watching the Joe Rogan episode with him uh, last night. You have to watch that. Mm. How, You'll wh- love it. Which one is it? It's from like four or five years ago. I think it's the one I was watching. Yeah. Listening to. 
Yeah. The one where at the end they're talking about his show and he's talking about the like big screens. I think so, yeah. And the I've, people from Interstellar didn't designed get it. get to the end of it though, so okay. I'm not sure. What else has he been talking about in it? Well, I just wanted to, f- what's, because I'm so confused because I'm not really into that kind of, what do you call it? Cosmo. But- Cosmology. 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 Astrophysics. So I'm Mm. so confused about how they know how many... I know they said they've got the surveying machine that can count the... It's years and years of collecting data from photographs and things that they take out in the universe and mathematical equations that you and I can't comprehend. You know, these people are so smart. I just can't comprehend how they come up with these... uh, A lot of it is theory as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I've been uh, watching The Lord of the Rings. So yeah. now I'm up to date. <laughs> nice. I didn't know how good these Lord of yes. the Rings movies were. <laughs> what, what, what's the highlight for you? Uh, well, the best one's number two. You like the two towers, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The battle at Helm's Deep. Yeah, that's mm. fucking hectic. False me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what though? In the third movie, you know, fucking Gimli uh, is his favorite. Yeah, I love Gimli. Yeah. He's a fucking powerlifter. <laughs> yes. if, Gimli, if Gimli was here today, he'd be training in this gym. Shout, shout out Peter Dolan. <laughs> <laughs> Cross Joseph Woody. Legit. Gimli's a full blown powerlifter. He's just a meathead. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nah. So I've watched all three now. So I'm up to date. Mm-hmm. Now I know what. Why everyone's so obsessed with all, all these movies. Yes. Mm. What do you think of the annoying fabricated love story in the middle of it? Which one? Rejog Aragorn my memory. and Arwen. Yeah, it's the worst. It is not no, the not, worst. Not Aragorn and Arwen, the other woman. Oh, Eowyn. Yeah. Horse girl. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I always said it's his he, fault for being so charming at he, the beginning. He doesn't though. like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, take a hint. <laughs> oh, is this the, the chick and she, uh, who does she marry at the end? Faramir. Yeah, Faramir. That chick. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of awkward. Well, poor Faramir. He's getting like sloppy seconds. Oh, <laughs> you'll do. There's a meme going around that says she's like, uh, she's a Rohan 10, but she's a Rivendell 6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, CJ, you been listening to anything? Have you watched anything lately? Um, hey. The <laughs> buddy. Do you want to go out? <laughs> Up on the couch, mister. Are you grumpy? He's just jealous of poods. <laughs> Come sit here. Yeah, what are um, you watching, CJ? What am I watching? Oh, I watched um, the Mario movie. Oh, oh is was it that good? good? It's really good. Now, wait, did Chris Pratt, he voiced Mario, right? Yes. Or did they change it? Um, I'm pretty sure, no, it's his voice. Yeah, because there was lots yeah. of controversy around it because he didn't sound anything like Mario. No. Well, no. I mean, he, no, he doesn't have the... He, he, there's a little... He does put on a bit of an Italian... Don't you need that. Every accent. now and then, yeah. But he's obviously not like full, yeah. you know. Um, And Jack Black was Bowser. Yes, I thought he did a song <laughs> or something, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. Uh, the one about peaches. Yeah. 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 The whole movie is, yeah, if anyone has played the games, it plays a good homage to every game that oh, Mario's so in it, like the music and and the animation is gorgeous yeah. it looks so good yeah highly recommend nice really good movie I'm keen yeah, yeah. I'll definitely yeah. go see it yeah my yeah. mum sent me a message the other day and she said I watched the whale on the on a, the plane uh, it was really horrible and I pulled her leg and I'm like, is it similar to snakes on a plane? As in she just watched the whale, but she was on a plane. On a plane. <laughs> the way she worded it was like whale on a plane. Anyway, that's, that's, that's all I got. Sorry. What's the whale? The whale with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. He's like back. Yeah, I know it's he's back. Movie. Yeah. It, it was a it was He won an award for Yeah, a big hit. One? Yeah. It was it was a good film. It's very like it's a very emotional drama film, you know. Yeah. It's, it's not an exciting movie. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good. It's made by the same guy who did like Requiem for a Dream. Oh wow. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. So it's got some pretty full on scenes. Yeah. Yeah. There's bits of it that are kind of annoying, but I, I like movies like that. Like that movie is almost completely set in like one room. 
yeah. you don't really see anything besides this one room. And I like movies that can, you know, have have such simplistic things. Or like uh, the original Saw, they made that with like a $10,000 budget or something. How good is it? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Was that Aussie guys? Or yeah, yeah guys? so it was Lee Winnell and, um, and James Wan. Yeah. So Lee Winnell is the guy who's in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, who's chained up at the end. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who wrote it or directed it. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know They're I'm like horror royalty. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, do you know what I want to see? I want to see that air. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. about to say I want to watch that this week. What's mm. it called? Air. Yeah. Oh, air. And it's about, uh, it's pretty much about when Nike signed Jordan. Oh. Yeah. And created the yeah, Jordan cool. shoe. Mm. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. It's out now. Did you ever watch the, um, the cult, the cult documentary of the, like the, they all followed the Indian guy and they all went into the desert it's in the same town as the guy that created Nike. No. You see that? Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, right. Mm. On Netflix. Yeah. I'll check it out. Now that I'm a movie guy. Yeah. Man, I'm the movie guy. <laughs> so wait, are you are you gonna are you gonna grit your teeth and try and watch The Hobbit? Well, I said I want to, but I Bridget was saying that both you guys aren't that interested in The Hobbit. Well, we were talking about it the other day. We couldn't even remember what happened in which movie and they're very like unmemorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nah, fuck that. Like they're good. You, I think you'll still enjoy it, but don't compare it to Lord of the Rings. I just didn't realize Lord of the Rings was so action packed. Yeah, it never stops. It's like a John Wick movie. It's the best. <laughs> it's just John Wick, it's just fight scenes. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking awesome. Saw the latest John Wick. It's pretty good. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to see that. I haven't seen past number one. And I've I, and only I, seen two. Oh, they're all the exact same. I don't yeah. really remember number yeah. one to be honest. Well, I can't remember really what happens in. Either because they're both the same. Mm. All right. Um, Wait, I got more Lord of the Rings questions. Go on. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite character? Um, Gimli, isn't it? I That's really like it. Gimli, but nah. I, I, Gandalf. No, nah, I was going to say Sam. Yeah. I uh, just love Sam. Sam is Lord hero. of the Rings. He's yeah. The Sam's hero. got the fucking biggest nuts on earth. Mm hmm. He is such an honourable man. Samwise Gamgee. Yeah, he's the man. I love that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm going to say Sam. It's so weird watching Lord of the Rings and then watching Fifty First Dates, <laughs> and like seeing him in that like see through thing and being like, it's protein shake. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what? Because in the first movie, uh, I used to I felt a little bit bad for Gandalf. I was like, oh, he's old, like he can't do this. And Bridge is like, nah, don't feel bad for yeah. him. Yeah, come back, King. <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah. man when he yeah. comes back as Gandalf. Gandalf the White. Yeah, that's the one. How good is it when he, when he like, uh, gets gets the demon out of the guy? Yeah. yeah. Slaps him across the face. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't take no man's shit. <laughs> All, right. All right. Should we get into some uh, powerlifting stuff? Yes. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Um. All right, so I've got a few topics here. Tom, bro, I'm going to ask you the first question. Uh, you said you've got this question a, a few times already. Um, but what does the future of powerlifting look like in Australia? I get this question more and more and more every time I do a Q&A. So it used to be like one or two people would say it. And it's really weird when people are thinking the same things. That's, I don't know, I just find it odd. But now every time I do it, I get like five, maybe ten. And it's normally like, what are the next five years of powerlifting look like in Australia? What's the future of powerlifting look like in Australia? And... Part of me is like, what the fuck are you asking me for? How am I supposed to know? But then part of me is also like, okay, well, zero APL. We've actually contributed a lot to the change of, of powerlifting in the last 10 years. Um, and before I sort of say my thoughts, I'm really curious as to you guys who, like we've got levels of how much you've been involved and how long you've been around powerlifting for. What, what do you guys think the future is like based on what you've seen change in the various times that you've been in it there's so many more young kids getting into it now that's what i've noticed and that's really cool to see yeah like all the comps that we're holding here so many teenage kids and like i'm talking young young like 15 year old kids getting into it early so speaking of which boris Mm. yeah 12 years old i didn't realize he was only 12 yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. he killed it he did how did he go he went eight for nine yeah eight for nine mr's uh third third bench. bench (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So when you put in 95 kilos on the deadlift, I'm like, in my head, because I, I can't remember, I think I was refing or something. Mm. In my head, I was like, okay, he'll get this and then we're going to make James make him do a fourth. And then you change it to 97. And I'm like, oh, because 
it was a good call. His his one before wasn't perfect. So mm. was a hundred there, maybe not. And then he got ninety seven. It's like, oh, he probably could have got a hundred. Yeah. yeah. He um it's funny, it was actually his selection. He had really smart attempt selections. And mm. I was a little bit gutted, eh? I was like, I want to see him send it. Why, why didn't you do a fourth? <laughs> We should have. We should have. He go. He actually goes to Hungary, back to Hungary for a couple of weeks. So mm. when he gets back, we'll uh, we'll send it. Were there any fourth? <laughs> there weren't any fourth attempts. Nah. I I oh. know. I I normally I used to just say if anyone wants a fourth attempt, mm. do it. But then you get like ten people who do a third. <laughs> Who have no business doing another <laughs> yeah. thing. Like, like, yeah, I really want to have a crack. And it's like, yeah, get on you, have a crack. But come on. Gotta, yeah, you're not going to get it, so just fail and walk off. Come on. Do you know what's uh, funny? So Nikki and uh, Nikki and Louie, Boris's parents, uh, really lovely people, uh, by the way. But um, so they were talking about how, oh, it's cool that Boris has found another sport. And they're like, because swimming's so long and slow. And <laughs> I got bad news for you. <laughs> and then Louis, Louis was, uh, Nikki was saying that Louis was saying, why the hell did he choose this sport? It's another sport that we have to sit around all day. Because <laughs> swimming meets are apparently the same, but it's every weekend yeah. swimming meets where they have to sit. It's not like you go there, watch the race. They sit around all day and wait for the races. And mm. then if you make the next race, so it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a full commitment. And so then, many heats. And now yeah. he loves powerlifting. And uh, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> Bad news. Oh, but I mean, like, we'll talk about that because that hits the nail on the head as to, like, the the hardest part of making commercial viability for powerlifting is that how do you speed it up? How do you mm. make it entertaining? Like, uh, it's one thing that you hear people say every time and I say a lot, it's, which is, like, even we get bored during bench press. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to love it. Like if mm. we get bored watching bench press, how can we expect everyone else to love it? Yeah. Well, I think that's what the really exciting thing about uh, competitions like Sheffield mm. and Big Dogs and things like that. It was just, you know, eight to 12 lifters or whatever it is. The yeah. best of the best going to head to head. And it's a what, two and a half hours, two hours maybe. Mm. And that's that's a spectacle. That's really exciting to watch. It would be really cool if we could do uh, or see more competitions like that. Yeah, but it's really hard for at the grassroots level, like trying to get people into the sport, and obviously you can't, uh, you can't really. Well, I don't know another way you can achieve that kind of. Mm. I think we should do themed novice competitions. Oh yeah, yeah. If I think you, that'd if be you, so fun. If you suggest October thirty first, Night of the Living Deadlift, <laughs> no. like every no. other gym on no. earth has done a million times, <laughs> you're off the team. <laughs> no. Night of the Living Deadlift. <laughs> It's the most <laughs> overdone competition ever. Do you know what I do really like, though? Uh, I like the Strength Fortress in Melbourne, how they do the team champs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's there's a, a gym in Brisbane doing a team champs as well. It's actually another one that's kind of been done to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is cool. Um, Atlas in New Zealand used mm-hmm. to do a dress-up one. Yeah, see, something like that would be fun. So, like, people would come and cost. I think they do it for their Christmas party. It's like a dress-up team competition. Um, how, how does it work at Team Champs? I'm not sure how like Strength Fortress and but like we're doing Team Team Champs at at Nationals and it's just like calculated dots of everyone on the team. Oh, cool. Highest dots win, and I, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's like pick your three best, but they have to fall within these parameters, whether it's weight class or whatever. I, I'm not sure. Um, just going back to the topic, uh, what does powerlifting look like? What does the future look of powerlifting look like in Australia? What you were talking about before, you wanted to ask what we thought. One thing I've noticed, like how you said Zero's contributed to a lot of it with APL and obviously the gyms or whatever, but I think Zero's really set the standard for powerlifting gyms mm-hmm. in Australia. I don't know if you guys are noticing, gyms are getting a lot better. Yeah. And yeah. it's really cool to see because, um, you know, like powerlifting gyms are known for being grungy and a little bit dirty and things like that, but I don't think anyone thinks that anymore. Mm. Yeah. No. So yeah. that's the first thing that I th- uh, that I think like where it's going in the future is that every gym's going to be, you know, the standard of a gym is obviously a lot higher now. The mm. bars been set a lot higher because you can't exactly open a you can't a, you can't open a dungy powerlifting gym next door to a or in the same suburb as like a zero weakness kind of thing. Mm. And because mm. there are so many of them, it, it is harder to get away with that too. Mm. Um, I went on I went on Will's podcast, the Nexus podcast, a, a few weeks ago, and this is exactly what we spoke about: is like the evolution of powerlifting gyms and how they've changed. And it's 
it's funny. It's like you, you set the standard, then you create the expectation, and now people expect to walk into places like this, or, mm. or it's heading in that direction, which is really cool. And it's it's going to make Zero better as well because, like, I walk into Strength Tribe, which is they've just moved and they've upgraded their facility, and it's incredible. Or I walk into Melbourne Strength Culture and I see aspects of their gym, or even Nexus, I walk in there and see aspects of their gym that I like, and you know, and then I come back here or I come back to the other zeros and I'm like, what can I do at these ones to elevate them and add more elements of of what we like? Uh, and like, I think in two years' time, our lease here runs up, and I'm going to have to decide whether we stay here or whether we move on. And if we move on, it's like I want to make that place unbelievable. Mm. If we stay here. Maybe we'll do a bunch of renovations and changes to make this place up a notch, you know. Uh, or even Wales, we're talking about Wales and how we can elevate that. Uh, and talking about like, you know, Eugene's gym has that big halo, that ring above the platform. We're looking at what kind of options we have with really sick lighting stuff that we can do in there. Uh, it's just how can we keep making these things better and better and better to, to stand out like that. Have you got any, um, besides the lighting, have you got any other ideas? For me, it's just like bathrooms mm-hmm. is big. Mm. Like, I mean, our bathrooms aren't next level, but they're clean, <laughs> which is the main thing. Um, yeah, not, nice bathrooms. It, it sounds dumb, but it's it's such a thing. It is. I hate mm. going to powerlifting gyms that are in old sheds like this and walking into the toilet and being like, feel, mm. it feels like I'm in a factory. Yeah. Like I worked in factories for so long and you'd go into the disgusting men's toilet and be like, gross. Yeah. I don't think you've been to you've never been to an EMF. No. No, so they've really set the standard for what a commercial gym should be like in Australia. You know, they've got they've got literally everything. Mm. And they just opened a new one in Sydney. Their bathrooms are probably the size of this gym. Mm. Yeah, they're hectic. Le- yeah. Legit, like gigantic. So the one just down the road in Narang, whatever, they've got like an MMA uh, cage. It's got like multiple altitude rooms. It's got an outdoor CrossFit area. It's got an indoor CrossFit area. It's got a hot cold uh, pools it's got saunas whatever it's got swimming pools it's got everything now they just opened one in Sydney and uh, they've got a snow room what? yeah what? I don't yeah. even know what a snow room is like when you go to the Antarctic Centre in Christchurch and they got the blizzard room yeah I don't know what it is either but there's a snow room they so put, like do they put a blizzard simulator like I don't know. It sounds like they're running out of ideas. They've already, <laughs> they've already maxed out what a gym could have see but that's to me that's crazy because it's like I mean, you've spent time at EMF Narang. How much of that stuff actually gets None. really used? Like the altitude room. I'm sure people go in there. Like you probably see a person in there time to time. But is it getting the use relative to the cost? Or is it just a flex to say we've got it? I think it's very gimmicky. Because mm. I remember I was like, oh, sweet, sign up here. When I, was, when I was younger, before I got into powerlifting, I was like, oh, this gym's got an altitude room. I'm going to sign up here. You use it once. Okay, the novelty's worn off. Mm. I don't need to be training with a headache. <laughs> every week <laughs> I'm purposely giving myself that I, th- I thought the sauna would be like that but it seems like someone's always in the sauna yeah no the yeah. sauna gets used every day it's used heaps yeah. Mm. and that's the same at EMF it's always like full of people it's, yeah. Yeah, it's annoying mm. yeah. yeah no so I think um, yeah a lot of it is just very gimmicky but you know it's that point of sale when you're trying to I guess sell a membership uh, or with the initial consult it just adds more just creates more conversation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's at the end of the day, it's just a fucking, you know, it's something shiny to show them and be impressed with because no one else has those things. Yeah, that's what I think. You know what I think is going to happen with powerlifting gyms as well. You're going to get a few, either like big investors or people with lots of money that come in and try and do a powerlifting gym, like try and take this idea that that I'm pushing of commercializing strength training and open something closer to like a world gym or an EMF, but try and make it powerlifting. And I cannot see that working. Like, I, there's, I can't remember the name of the gym. If I find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. There's a gym in America um, that's, like, getting some attention and is super bougie. All their equipment is, is cheap stuff, but the place is gigantic. And there's, like, 20 or 30, like, power racks in a row, competition bench presses in a row. It's, like, think of the reality of training there. Mm. Because to, to be in a place like that, you have to be kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's, it's less accessible. But even if you have like a hundred people in there, think of at the novice comp, we probably have a hundred people in the gym and it feels ridiculous. Mm. Imagine if this place was five times as big, it feels empty. And so like the bigger you go, the more you sacrifice atmosphere. Mm. Like even when world gyms 
busy or packed, uh, maybe that's not the word, like even if there are the, the same amount of world, people in World Gym as there is on a packed night here, World Gym feels like quiet. It's like, great, I've got the gym to myself. Mm. Mm. Like the bigger is not better in, in small gyms like this, like small membership-based gyms like this, bigger is not better. If anything, small is kind of better because it forges atmosphere. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still a niche sport. It's still a very small sport in the grand scheme of things. Um, but would you? it's probably bigger than weightlifting now in Australia. That's, yeah, I've, I've lost sight of weightlifting. Mm. Like, can you guys name a weightlifting gym? I can, but only because I coach the guy that owns it. Yeah. I, I oh, coached yeah. Iron, Iron Tribe down in... Um, down in Melbourne, and he like he came to me not just for like technical stuff because he's trying to attract people. He, he's he's trying to, um, or he's not even trying to. He is following a similar model where it's like, okay, there's no point in advertising the weightlifters. I want to get people into weightlifting. So he's introduced like a whole bunch of machine stuff. He's added a bodybuilding section. He's programming general strength training, but with a flavor of weightlifting to be like, hey, okay, now that you're more serious about weightlifting, here's how we do it. Mm. Is Burley Barbell, are they a weightlifting gym? I don't think they exist anymore. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure what the go is there. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're a club like inside a CrossFit gym or something. Yeah. I, I actually have no idea. Because uh, Gold Coast Weightlifting used to do quite well. Mm. And I think Burley broke off from them. Like there was Lindsay and another guy, um, Callum, Caleb, like, yep. something like that. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I have had very little to do with any yeah. of anything to do with weightlifting over the years. Yeah. I know there's a Brisbane weightlifting club, but I'm pretty sure it's in a CrossFit gym. And then there's Cougars, which is out like in the um, uh, Chandler, the big sports super center in Brisbane. Mm. But yeah, I don't, I, I think weightlifting is pretty small. Mm. What do you, um, <clears throat> so like at the moment, like Bridget just said, like there's a lot of young people. Mm. It's attracted a lot of young people to the sport. And I think social media, like there's lots of TikTok pages that yeah, are huge. That of uh that are powerlifters like mm. there's powerlifting. Did you see that uh what's his name Sailor that yeah, was in yeah. here? Mm-hmm. So he's got two point three million followers on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. And he's uh his whole TikTok like personality is he's a uh, like an Asian guy that's good at deadlifting. Yeah. And I'm like that's crazy that he's a powerlifter, uh and he's got two point three million followers on TikTok mm. as a kid. Yeah, and there's quite a few of them blowing mm. up like that, um which is cool if they've got the right attitude. Yeah. yeah. Because the 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 hard thing is is like it's cool uh, then the other thing is is that a lot of i'm not talking about sailors specifically but there's been all across even since i've been lifting internet heroes that lift massive weights in the gym and then just fall apart and comp because they're not actually power lifters uh and so i think um uh, i think the exposure to the sport is fantastic but also there needs to be leaders that are teaching people the reality of the sport mm. as well and uh, th- and there are for sure what I also think as well is helping with the growth. I don't know. It's it's like any small niche sport or niche community. People tend to gatekeep it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it used to be quite, I used to think it was quite a thing in powerlifting. Mm. Like, you know, this is our sport. You're not a powerlifter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's kind of, uh, yeah, now that it's growing, it's just, that's no longer a thing anymore. People want people to start powerlifting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the people that are still trying to gatekeep the sanctity of powerlifting are just old people now. Mm-hmm. Like the old mm. like West Side diehards, and it's kind of like they say, you know, whatever. Oh, it's not real powerlifting. It's like is someone talking. What? <laughs> yeah, I just see it here. Old angry man noises. <laughs> it's kind of it's pretty hard to gatekeep now. Um, and like you said, I, I think there was a period of time where powerlifting was becoming a little bit more emergent as like a, a new people's sport and maybe some powerlifting gyms held attitudes of like what are you doing in our space and who are you and you have to earn your place here by being strong and i think places like this uh have have really helped change that because it's like no we want everyone here mm-hmm. and uh, i mean that makes powerlifting sound bad because i never personally had that experience maybe once but otherwise powerlifting has always been extremely welcoming inviting to me uh, but definitely there were some attitudes like that mm. yeah like when i say that i don't think i never really experienced it either like um but you always heard of it and i think it was from the influence of who i was following on social media like yeah. i'd follow those west side pages and people that you know really bought into that diehard mentality mm-hmm. um so well, maybe that's well, just something that i thought of we definitely had seasons of it in this gym where there were like cliques or crew that uh, crews that um very jokingly would make people feel like that sometimes uh and if people weren't able to uh, hang with the banter 
or understand the joking nature of it would take that seriously. Um, and I don't think we've had that for several years, mm. like at least five years, four years, something like that. I think we've done a really good job of like weeding that out and not letting that be a thing. And a big part of that is having you guys on board mm. to just forge togetherness. That's yeah, why I've I, noticed that ego doesn't last here. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I, that's why I have managers like you guys to sit on the floor all the time to monitor and and manage that sort of stuff. Because mm. without it, that's w- that's what will happen. People will just form clicks, and then it's like our group, your group, whatever. And we have groups here, but it's like, oh, cool, that group's here at the same time as that group. They're hanging out, talking. It's like, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. CJ, what about you? What do you reckon? You know, like you haven't been super involved in powerlifting besides the novice scene, which you're obviously our expert on. <laughs> um, what, what, what have you seen change like from the outside looking in? Um, I think the, uh, the sport's just grown immensely, like so much. Um, I think when I started, that's when it, that was like the transition period from being this, it still is a niche sport, but the super niche sport that no one knew about. Like I didn't even know what it was. Um, and when I started going to the gym, I didn't like it at all, but I always loved Scott Bench dead. And that's when my, um, my old boss was like, you need to talk to our, the Thomas guy that comes in for haircuts. <laughs> Cause that's literally the sport that they do is that. So like that, that's how much I didn't know what it was. Um, but yeah, now to see that, like, I can't believe how many people that I see on my Instagram now that aren't powerlifters that don't go to a powerlifting gym that now do those movements that, you know, when I started out were like considered like heresy, like no, no wooden deadlift. It's bad for you back. You know what I mean? Like, and now it's like almost become a trend that people start deadlifting again. Like even little things like that, that I've noticed. I'm like, wow, you were the same person. I was like, we'd never, do this we'll do there's safer machines to do you know this exercise to build that muscle whatever it is um and now like you were talking about emf emf has a deadlift bar now Mm. it's not like a you know texas but that's unheard of (laughs) like uh, um, a commercial gym with like a very powerlifting specific barbell Mm. um even world gym as well like that's that's wild to me and that's starting to be more common amongst more um um, commercial gyms so yeah and like seeing you know I, I got like there's girls that go to my church that are starting to do like squat bench dead and um like sandy she you know help like kind of trains with them help some of them out and mm. they they post the video and i was like oh wow you've got a good bench and she was like yeah like it's wild because on tiktok now people are like slamming people with arches and stuff i'm like you're dealing with like powerlifting you know problems kind of thing i can't believe that like you don't you don't power lift like it's it's really starting to hit mainstream and really catch um and especially like i guess if you compare it to ollie lifting like i don't know anyone that does it anymore Mm. like at all like people are surprised when i tell them like that you can do it because they're like oh does anyone here know how to do it like oh james can like, oh, really? Like, I didn't know. Barely. Like, barely. But no one, yeah, no one does. So I, I think, yeah, like, in my time of doing the sport, that's where it's really started to hit people outside of powerlifting. And people are starting to know, like, I remember one time I was walking around with the latch belt and people were like, oh, you're a powerlifter. Like, that to me is like, how do you recognize this from that? So, yeah, I, I really think it's really starting to hit people's, like, who are out of these circles, it's starting to hit the For You page and starting to hit mainstream and cross their eyes more. So it's really cool. You're the perfect example of the growth of powerlifting because if powerlifting didn't grow, zero wouldn't grow. And if you asked me five years ago, A, if I'd even have staff, I'd be like, what? Why? I've got me. (laughs) (laughs) Would you you hire someone specifically for videos and photos? I've got the latest galaxy s6 <laughs> it's got a six megapixel camera what do i need someone to video for when i've got this device absolutely not uh yeah i so circling right back to to bridget's original point it is really cool to see so many young people coming into the sport and i, I don't know i think i i'm biased with this for sure but i think young people coming into powerlifting uh have a great have a great environment to come into because they'll get nurtured by older powerlifters. Like it's such an inviting and welcoming environment and sport where people will be supported. And I, I'd like to believe that 
this exists in other sports. I don't know if it does. Like it, it seems to be a common thing that everyone says about powerlifting. I don't get exposed to other sports, so I don't know if people say this about every other sport. Uh, but I, th- I think it's really cool to have these young people giving it a crack and and lifting weights. And it's it's scary to think if some of them stay in it, where they're going to go. Mm. Like, look at young Lachlan from from up north. Like, yeah. what's that kid? Even Boris. Mm. Like he's twelve. Mm-hmm. What happens in ten years? What's yeah. he lifting in ten years if he does this as consistently and as well as he's doing it now? It's like um, do you see Troy's son Hudson? You know yeah. he's twelve as well, eh? Yeah, he's he, twelve foot tall. Yeah, he's only twelve years old, <laughs> he's 12 bro. Years twelve years foot old. tall. Oh, good thing he's into <laughs> basketball. So, but he looks sixteen. He did lifted one forty five for a triple the other day. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. So he's actually got the Boris is actually he's ranked fifth. In the five to twelve year old category on open powerlifting in Australia, he's got the fifth biggest total. Unfortunately, it's not in a sanctioned comp. Yeah, but Troy uh, Hudson would would be have the biggest total in Australia for five I to think twelve. He's squatting a hundred kilos as mm. well. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. he's very yeah. strong. He's stronger than his dad, but his dad Troy isn't strong at all. So it's uh not a uh, not not hard. Sorry, that's just you guys. I was just joking. That's just me and Troy. Me and Troy talk shit all the time. That sounded just really offensive. It it took took me a second to register what you were saying, and then I was like, "Oh wow, no, no, me and me like that." No, me and Troy have been talking shit ever since my first powerlifting comp. Uh, I hardly get to see them. Yeah, they're yeah. in late at night. Hudson's humongous. Yeah. yeah, well, I saw him the other day um, mm. yeah. when when you were coaching yeah. Jess. Yeah, Jeez. like he's on school holidays or whatever yeah. at the moment. He's he just bench. shot up all of a sudden, so tall now. But he bench does he bench sixty kilos as well? I'm not sure what he's benching. He's very right strong. Mm. So he came. Did he come? He came second at some shot put uh, states, mm-hmm. and he was the smallest guy there. So he's very strong. Far out. Mm. Um, it's so cool to see him like. Having such an interest in so many different sports as well. Yeah. yeah. Not just being a one trick mm. pony. Yeah. Um, but like to, to answer the question from my perspective, where do I see it going? I mean, it's hard to say. Like all, all I want is for it to get bigger and better. Mm. And for it to get bigger and better, we need uh, better quality competitions. Like our competitions are great, but everything can be better. We need like a more cohesive structure around powerlifting as a whole. Um, less exclusivity. Like there's... There's issues historically with the old PA model. So PA, IPF, APU, uh, they're, they're governed by WADA and WADA has certain rules and that's fine. Like those rules apply no matter what sport you're in as long as it's under WADA. Uh, and some of those rules are like prohibited association. Like it, WADA controls who you can and can't associate with. But the issue is, is that like the leadership of IPF in Australia has historically had that inch and taken a mile and with no legal or um, formal grounds to do it in. It's just like fear-mongering. They've done it really badly in Australia. Uh, and I, I'm an expert on this because I've been tried to ban- be banned from the IPF at least four times <laughs> by people in the IPF, either in Australia or New Zealand. So I know the rules back to front. Uh, and... Yeah, it's, it really sucks when you hear lifters that are like, oh, no, I can't go train at that gym because of the prohibited association rules. And it just doesn't apply. Like mm. prohibited association under WADA means that you can't associate with someone who's uh, currently serving a ban from from WADA for drug use or whatever. Um, but association isn't like this. So we can sit in the same room. And, and chat we can be friends we can train at the same gym we can go out and have dinner together association is like i'm your coach or your physiotherapist or giving you something some service that contributes towards your performance in sport that's that's prohibited association so remember i don't know if you were this would have been around the time that you were getting into powerlifting ed cohen did a bunch of seminars that blew up on the internet on instagram because ed cohen's permanently banned uh, and so they were trying to ban all these lifters for going to an Ed Cohen seminar saying it was prohibited association. And it was like this gray area because like, is he coaching them? Mm. Are they mm. just going and getting information? What's the difference from them going in person and watching it online? Like it, it blew up and it's just stuff like that, that kind of like, come on, we're in a niche sport where these rules are pulling at hairs for the average person. They don't matter because they're not going to compete in IPF worlds. They just want to do powerlifting and grow the sport. 
If we can get rid of some of that, powerlifting will be mm. a lot better as well. We got people here that are competing in a certain federation that still get told to be careful training here. Yeah, yeah, it's which like, which what? is ridiculous because we've got no one banned from the water ever in mm. this gym. Because uh, the water list, the banned list of public, you can go look up who's banned. But it's like, be careful of what? Be careful <laughs> of using their really nice equipment. <laughs> well, yeah. this is what I mean. It's straight up fear mongering. Mm. I, I didn't actually know that still went on here. Yeah. But like back in the day with, of Wilkes, he used to write to, like Banya, one of our members joined and joined PA to do a comp and he called her and he's like, you cannot train at that gym. Stay away from those people. He used to call me a drug dealing pirate. I really like <laughs> I really liked the pirate part. Like, yeah, army hearty. Like he he used to call me a pilot, a, a pirate, a drug dealer, a, like criminal, all this ridiculous stuff to try and get stop people to stop training here. That shit has to die. And thankfully most of it died with Wilkes getting out of the sport for the most part. Uh, but like that shit has to die because it it ruins the sport. Mm. And I mean thankfully it doesn't affect many people. And the people that do get told that are like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense because mm. it doesn't make any sense. Mm. And if you take five minutes to look up the rules, it's really un- easy to understand what's right and wrong. Anyway, going down a different path than I expected. <laughs> I think the future of piloting in Australia is very bright. I'm going to do my best part to, to work towards it. I think we've got a really good team between Zero uh, with what APL is doing and Zero's association with APL, like supporting it and providing some some resources and help and collaborating where we can. And uh, yeah, I think it's only just going to get bigger and better. Nice. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, do we have time for another topic or is that it? No, nah, let's do your, your would you rather's or. All right. Here we go. I've got a few with, would you rather's. They're not as gross as they have been in the past. <laughs> um, this is for the fellas. Would you? It's not a would you rather. Sexist, misogynistic. <laughs> well, Bridget, you can answer this <laughs> well, too. We're getting cancelled. <laughs> Bridget, you can answer this too. Uh, would you rather be able to grow the perfect beard, but at the cost of going bald? No. No way. No. See, I wanted a beard my whole life, mm. and I still want a beard. Like it's not as lush as I'd like it to be. You've got a good beard. What are you talking about? It's no, because it's like. Can't go here. I can't grow handlebars. As a kid, I always wanted handlebars. <laughs> and I still can't grow them. I remember going into my commercial gym and then this guy with handlebars and I'm like, that is a man. <laughs> he was jacked and he had handlebar moustache and I was like, that is the definition of man. Uh, so, but I don't want to be bald, so. Really? Yeah, I'm keeping my hair. Yeah, CJ? I keep my hair. Absolutely not. No way. Really? No. Nah. Fuck it. Every person that's bald will say will trade it. Will trade their nah, beard. See, you I give lo- up your hair. I love being bald. No, you don't. Yeah, you I do. Long shave your head. <laughs> Last two years. Remember, I used to shave my head. CJ, you know I love a zero cut. He d- he definitely did. Yeah, mm. you, you have had a shaved head, but to that you have that as an option. You yeah, got a, but you got a nice shaved head as well. You can pull it off. Nah, but it's mm. a basketball head. It's round. <laughs> <laughs> I look like Avatar. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, Avatar. <laughs> I love having. I'd love to have a perfect beard at the cost. Perfect beard and shaved head. That's hot. That's my kind of bloke. Damn. Yeah, but like, no, there's nothing there. We're talking like shiny, like old. Uh, what? I no asked hair. the question. No uh, like, hair. You said no <laughs> hair. Yeah, shaved. As like, opposed to what? Having an average beard and a good head of hair. Like for me right now, I'd trade this to have a perfect beard. Permanently? Yeah. Like who's got it? Jordan Anderson. No, that's a perfect beard. Big, thick, no patches. That's good. He's got both because he's also got a thick head. He's yeah. very, very, he's just a hair. He's, he's hair. hairy. Yeah. He's <laughs> Jordan Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. But that's a good beard. That's a good beard. Like Whitaker, Joseph Whitaker looks mad. Bald head, big beard. Yeah, he does pull that off. Mm. Yeah. Nah. So I'm going that. I'm picking For the beard. For me, it's just, uh, I'd rather have the option. Like mm-hmm. you have the option to shave your head or grow a long haircut that you had before mm. like you've got the option but if it was like by cho- like not by choice like you're balding <laughs> you yeah i don't know if yeah i wouldn't want that all right next level you get the beard you're bald <laughs> do you tattoo your head oh a thousand percent what with those little like the no, 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 no 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 i'm not getting no turkish hair implant <laughs> <laughs> um yeah f- fuck yeah 
What, what did you get? A wolf? Poods. <laughs> I don't know if I'd get this, but I really like the look of people when they have like the like the samurai, the Japanese stuff all over the head. Yeah. I reckon that looks sick. Big samurai face on the back of your head. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's exactly what I'd do. <laughs> all right. Uh, the next one is, would you rather be able to play every musical instrument or master every type of sport? Mm. Instrument. Yeah, I go instrument. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Bridget? That's really hard. Um, instrument. I think it'd be really therapeutic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna go instrument too. Yeah. Because I've always wanted to play an instrument and be good at it, but I don't have the patience for that. Mm. And I enjoy sports for what it is. So mm. I don't mm. really necessarily I like trying to be good at things, but I don't necessarily care about being good at sport. Mm. I just enjoy it. Yeah, there's something quite fun about sucking at sport. Mm. Yeah, like I really suck at bowling. Ten pin bowling. Yeah, yeah. And I suck at golf. I hate bowling uh, because, <laughs> because I suck at it. So that's a bad example. But like, I, I like going to top golf, even though I really suck at it because yeah. it's funny because I yeah. suck at it. Yeah, like I can laugh at myself sucking at it. That's like me with basketball. I'm very average at basketball, but I love it. I just love playing sports. Because like, I think about powerlifting and sometimes it's less fun because I'm serious about it. Mm. Like it's, well, back in the day, like it would it would take the fun out of it because I was so set on like trying to be. And now I'm, I'm trying to be my best, yeah, but I know it's just for fun. Yeah. So powerlifting, I've always like I'd, I'd classify myself as an advanced novice when it comes to powerlifting in terms of my skill. So CJ's like, Whoa, I feel ya. <laughs> I wouldn't say advanced. <laughs> He's uh, like, you think you're an advanced novice? <laughs> I don't know. How well would you, Thomas? Would you say your your powerlifting journey? Are you is it? Are you a hobbyist or are you a serious powerlifter? Like, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'd say I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm, uh, I'm serious, but it's. I mean, it's a hobby in the sense that. It could never be my career, mm-hmm. as in the sport itself. And powerlifting kind of is my career. <laughs> <laughs> like the, I'm not, I'm not chasing money out of the sport or sponsorship or anything like that. Uh, but I'm very serious about trying to be the best powerlifter I can be. Yeah, yeah, nice. And if you never got stronger, would you keep doing it? Like if you got told if some fucking witch flew down and was like, "Hey, Tom, bro, you're never going to get stronger from here on out." The sport, probably not. I'd keep lifting weights. But I probably wouldn't do it as a sport. Mm-hmm. Mm. How many more meats do you reckon you have left in you? I don't know. I don't think I'm over the hill. Maybe raw meats, mm. but I don't know. I'm hoping the surgeon can fix me. Then <laughs> it's game over for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> for us? No, no, that's in competition. Yeah. I was going to say, you total 500 kilos more than all of us. <laughs> Everyone's in competition. <laughs> Everyone. You squat more than Bridget's total. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? Um, be a vegetarian or only be able to eat meat? Vegetarian. Haven't we done that one before? Yeah, we did. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I'm vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, easy. That one's easy. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you can make fake meat. Yeah. Possible yeah. yeah. burgers. And, and they're stuff. delicious too. Yeah, they're, they're still so really good. good. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to lose rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. toughy. Mm. I love rice. All right. Give up your favorite food or favorite drink forever? Favorite drink. Drink. Yeah. drink. Gonskis. Easy. Gonskis. Drink. Easy. I tried Iron Iron Brew. Mm. Uh, Woolies had it. Yeah, it's not bad. Good drop, eh? Yeah, creaming soda. Yeah, it's that. That's what it is. Eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But not as like really strong. You know, how creaming soda can be really rich mm. and like you, it's almost hard to take a sip. That's actually nice. I wonder how much of that is mental because I thought similar thing, but I wonder if you put like Kirk's creaming soda next to Iron Brew if they'd taste the same. Mm. You know what I'm gonna do today. Tombro, do it. I'm gonna go to the <laughs> blind taste test. No, because yeah, because you always go on about Pepsi Max. Yeah. I'm gonna go get a Coke No Sugar from the um from the cafe. Yeah, mm. and I'm gonna. You guys can do all do it. You guys have to guess which one it is. Oh, oh no, it'd be easy. That, that s- one's yeah, quite. Easy. You'd be, spit out this easy. Coke Zero. <laughs> Who you? I like Coke Zero. Oh, do you actually? Yeah, yeah. Pepsi okay. Because so Pepsi better. Max tastes really nice. Coke Zero, I find. 
I don't know. Is Coke Zero the same as Diet Coke? No. No. Because Diet Coke tastes horrible. No, so Pepsi Max to me, that's my Monday to Friday 9 to 5 drink. Nine to five. <laughs> nine to five. That's my nine to five drink. Kombucha. Coke, yeah, Coke Zero, kombucha, sparkling water. That's you know, treat myself. Yeah, no. <laughs> I actually, myself. I actually did this in in a shopping center like a year ago. They had a, a Pepsi Max stand, and they made you do a blind taste of like four four colas, mm. and I got Pepsi Max right. Nice. Well, you yeah. know what? You I live- drink more Pepsi Max than water. So <laughs> I live next door to an Audi now. And you know how Audi supermarkets are so good, but they just don't have random... They don't have things. Yeah. Like, you are like, I need deodorant. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, this Audi doesn't have that. Like, oh, well, got to go <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. They probably have, like, gypsy. Yeah. yeah. So they got this real budget cola, and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. My dad used to exclusively drink LA Maxi Ice. Yeah. That's the goods. Do you remember RC Cola? Yeah. You yes. get in the vending machine? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I loved that. Nice. Gosh. All right, well, that's kind of us. Awesome. Give us five stars. Thank you for listening. See you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Zero Podcast. If you want more information, head to our Instagram, zero underscore weakness. Hit the link in the bio for all of our services and any information on upcoming workshops and events. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review so we can have a broader reach and answer more people's questions. Thank you once more.